Hey, Bubblies, and welcome to My Streaming Bubble. It's that little old podcast where I talk about the shows that I love with the people I tolerate. I'm your host, Jen, and today's tolerable is my little brother, Brian. Aww. <laughs> what? Why did you say it like that? <laughs> because you're always going to be my little brother. And he's back because he really liked the sketch comedy show, I Think You Should Leave, with Tim Robinson on Netflix. So now, fresh from a Don Flash's shirt sale, here's Brian! Hi. Hey, should I not have talked? <laughs> I, I didn't realize I shouldn't have talked earlier. I'm sorry. Oh, that's fine. I don't give a shit. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> thank you. I also like that you prefaced it with like, this is a show that he likes. <laughs> 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 Which is true. I, I like, I, I kind of, I definitely um, have been telling uh, a handful of friends that like sort of have a similar sense of humor about the show. And I, I've definitely uh, been gushing about it. So, yeah. Is your dog digging a hole over there? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Evie. Don't, don't come over. <laughs> yeah. Good girl. Jesus All right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is because so I said that, yes, this is a show that you liked because even before we had this recording scheduled, you had texted me like, you need to watch the show. I haven't been able to stop laughing. So I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And I started it. And I realized when I started watching, started doing the pod prep for it, I originally started with season two. I don't, whatever. It Not that it really matters because it's a sketch comedy show. Right. But I think if I maybe started with season one, episode one that has Steven Yoon in it, that would have been my good pull. Name. Yeah. Because yeah. once I started that, I was like, oh. Like <laughs> There's hot Asian boys in this. I <laughs> 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 I was like, yay. I was like, so that's when I realized like I kind of fucked up. But you were like, this I haven't been able to stop laughing. So when I watched a few episodes, I was like trying may I don't know. Maybe I was overthinking it. But at first I was kind of like, eh, it's it's okay. It's all right. It's some skits are funnier than others and this and that. It's definitely like a cringe kind of comedy and that like awkward. So if you don't, depending on how well you handle that, you might not like it, but after finishing watching the whole two seasons on Netflix, I, I I find myself thinking back to some of the skits or even looking through my notes because I wrote down every single skit. Not that we're going to cover them all, but just that I had them laid out. And as I'm going through, I'm just chuckling at some of my more favorite ones or even the ones that aren't my favorite. I was like, God, that one really was funny. Yeah. So I do think this show is pretty funny and it's... I feel like it takes a couple of watches to really kind of get the nuances of it all yeah. and and to see the humor past the cringe and the awkward. Cause I think that can be kind of a roadblock for some folks or just like, yeah. Oh no, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. I can definitely, I can definitely see that. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you at least, I, I feel like there are skits in there that like, no matter what kind of humor you're into, like they're, they're just legitimately funny. But there are definitely some other skits in there that you definitely what? I just saw your Zoom name is Bethany. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. No, just keeping it fresh. <laughs> I accidentally, I accidentally saved it too. It was like, do you want to? <laughs> so I have to go in and change it. If I, I have to manually change it for next. Oh time. my gosh! So in case that ends up not getting cut for listeners i used to torment my little brother when we were younger because i wanted a little sister 
So I'd put like my old Halloween wigs on them and my old dresses. And I had a sister, Bethany. And the the worst part is <laughs> how supportive mom and dad were. <laughs> Anyways. I was with it too. I ended up... Uh... I don't feel like I was kicking and screaming when I put on that dress. So no, it's... I think you were doing it for the lulls. You're doing it yeah. for the LOLs because the whole family just got a huge kick out of it. Out of it, and I think you did kind of ham ham it up. But, yeah. anyways, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I've forgotten about it. <laughs> Clearly, it's not it's not on my mind anymore. It's so. a repressed memory. <laughs> that childhood trauma. <laughs> so, all right. Well. We'll go ahead and we've kind of talked a little bit about it, but here's a kind of a spoiler warning synopsis of the show. So it's called So I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. It's a Netflix original sketch comedy series that came out in 2019 and there are currently two seasons available and it was recently renewed for a third season. So when I saw that too, I was like, well, then maybe we should cover it because it's got a pretty high rating on like IMDb. All the episodes all seem to have their own pretty high individual ratings. I'm like, all right, we'll give it a shot. Each episode is only about 15 minutes long and contains about five different skits. A handful of celebrities star in them from Steven Yeun, Bob Odenkirk, Fred Willard, just to name the ones that I recognize the hardest. It's like I said, it's a cringy comedy. There are some very awkward social situations where a person is driven to the point of needing or desperately wanting to leave. So it's like someone's wrong and won't back down and just doubles down and just super awkward social situations, dinner parties, work meetings, these kind of things, uh, birthday parties, shit like that. So the series is created, written, and stars Tim Robinson, who is also a writer on SNL from like 2013 to 2020. Uh, He also voices Ugly Sonic in the Chippendales Rescue Rangers movie that just came out on Disney Plus and has no fucking business being that goddamn entertaining. I love that movie. <laughs> I'll check it out. I'll write it down. I told I was telling Timmy about it and I'm like, okay, now we gotta watch the trailer. And he's like, Really? <laughs> Looking at me like I'm one of the kids. So he's also appeared in Documentary Now, Comedy Bang Bang, and voices a character on the Star Trek animated series Lower Decks, which I still need to see. Uh, and this show is also has the Lonely Island group, uh, Adam Sandberg, Keevan. Jorma, I can't remember their names, um, as executive producers. And they also executive produced the uh, Chippendales movie. I'm just going to keep talking about that fucking movie. (laughs) Let's talk about that movie. Just kidding. So this is the first sketch comedy show that uh, I have covered for the podcast. So I'm not 100% on how this is all going to go, but we will... We'll do our best. (laughs) And we'll kind of talk about the the both seasons. And we won't do a skit by skit thing because then we will be here for fucking ever. Um, So, yeah. How did you get sucked into this? You were just, did it, you started watching like the preview or it started playing and the clicker was too far away or this was a conscious choice? So we have, we've talked about this in past episodes when you're like, what are you watching now? And I'm like, nothing. I don't like TV shows. And so (laughs) no, it's not that I don't like TV shows, but I just found it. It's been hard for me to get into TV shows recently, especially new ones. I, I just like, I get distracted and then I have to rewind it and I'm like, it's not worth it. I'm going to go do something else. Um, so usually I'm pretty weary about like, uh, when people say like, oh, you should watch this. I'm like, should I like should I really I do like a little research sometimes 
Um, this was one that was brought up to a friend uh, or by a friend that gets my humor for the most part. And so I think he was recommending it just because he thought that it really resonated with like, I, I, I enjoy the absurd type of humor and things that go like a little bit over the top and stuff like that. So, um, you know, he, he mentioned it once, ignored it, literally probably months passed. And then he mentioned it again. He's like, I think you would really like it. And I have some friends that I take their advice and I'm like, I'll watch it be like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, this is not my jam at all. Mm -hmm. um, and I started watching this. I, I think I warmed up to it quickly, but I think there is, there is a little bit of like, it's an interesting, there's a certain type of like tone and it, it like, it has a certain type of cadence and beat to it or rhythm to it that you're like, this is weird. Like, I kind of like it, but I'm not sure. Like, I don't sure if I, I'm not sure if I understand it quite yet. Mm -hmm. And I, I do agree with you that I, I think as you like get through all of them and stuff, you start to think, like, think back on, on sketches. And it's almost like, I find like recalling some of the sketches is almost funnier than when I watched them. Like, mm -hmm. I'll, like I, I had a friend over yesterday, we were talking about them and we were literally like dying laughing, just talking about all the different quotes from certain ones. And like, just the, like the premises of some of the episodes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it took me, it took me like a little, it took me a little bit to get into it, but it was, it was pretty quick. And the, the thing too about it is that I, I enjoy that it's like shorter episodes. It's, it's good for someone that has a short attention span because they're not long drawn out sketches that have like huge arcs or anything. They're just kind of like, they just kind of throw you in there real quick. You're like in and out. Um, and there's a lot of variation between the sketches. I feel like, I, I mean, there's that common thread that you're mentioning, but like in general, there uh, there's lots of different situations and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I, I don't know what it was, but it just like resonated with me at the time that I started watching it. And it's like, I just, I just think it's like one of the funnier shows out there that I've, that I've seen. Mm -hmm. That's like purely comedy. Right. Yeah. This one. So like I said, I originally, when you had suggested it, not part of, uh, for the podcast, I'd started with season two. So when I started the pod prep and I started with season one and I got to the skit with Steven Yoon. It's like, okay. So it's like a birthday party. It's like Steven's birthday party. It's he doesn't play himself. He plays a character, but yeah. I don't remember the character's name, but so we'll just call him Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Glenn's birthday. Everyone's there. He's getting gifts and uh, Tim's character hands him a gift. Uh, Glenn's just kind of like, Oh, it's great. And then there's this back and forth on how much, Glenn really likes the gift and if he likes it so much then he won't have a problem giving the gift receipt to Tim who then eats it and then gets sick and then randomly there's the accusation that Glenn didn't wipe well enough and so had poo on his hands which got on the receipt and you're kind of watching this all unfold and you're seeing the people in the house like at party guests like reaction and you think this is going to go like wow this Tim's kind of cuckoo for thinking that hell no everyone <laughs> sides with tim and one lady offers to eat a, another receipt that glenn hasn't handled because then if she and then to see if she gets sick and to prove whether or not glenn had poop on his hands and then her husband's like let my wife eat the fucking receipt and i was just like what the shit like this skit kind of took a turn that i wasn't expecting so it's like it kind of sets up these really awkward scenarios where you think you might know where it's going to go, but then it kind of takes a turn towards the absurd. And that, that skit I really liked because the way that all fucking panned out, <laughs> Jesus fuck. So 
the lady doesn't get sick after eating the receipt. And so everyone decides that, yes, it's all Glenn's fault. He had poop on his hands. So they all leave with Tim. They're going to Tim's house and they're going to go party at Tim's house. And then Glenn's partner, she's like, why didn't you just wipe? Like, why? And then Glenn's like, I was trying to save toilet paper. And you're like, wait a minute. So homie was right the whole fucking time. <laughs> Glenn had a little poop on his hands. So then Glenn's partner goes out to the car where Tim's character is sitting shotgun and they're getting ready to head to his house and he's dead. <laughs> is that because like he's just sitting there like, uh, like yeah he's dead he's definitely dead and then they play like then they play like this music the the thing that i really like about the show too one thing that one aspect that i really like is that the music like the tropes that they do mm -hmm. and the music that they choose like it's it's shot perfectly like um and like the music that they use is so like perfect and so they they cue music of like um like friday night lights or like that like kind of ethereal guitar music of like a like a, a high school drama or something like that. And he's, he's just like that. And that's actually the last, that's the last sketch of that episode. And so it like rolls the credits and stuff like that. And it's, yeah, it's like, even exactly what I was saying, like, kind of like when you, when you talk about the premise of the episode, like what the episode's about, just like, just try not to be funny, like literally explain like, okay, you're in a Brooks brothers and there's a hot dog car that's crushed into the wall. <laughs> Everyone's looking around to see who it is. And then there's a man with a hot dog costume on try, trying to like push the blame on other people. Like just explaining the sketch itself is funny, which is why I think this show is like hilarious. Like I think the premise of, of like most of the sketches are just like, when you just talk about them, you're like, that's a funny premise. Like that, that's a funny idea. And I think we, we can go back. I, I don't know if you had more to talk about that specific sketch, but like, like that's sort of how I view this is like, yes, it is. It is cringe humor. But I also think like, you know, you look at you look at like sitcoms and stuff like that, where like these shows are funny, Parks and Rec, Office, like all, all of those different sort of comedy shows. But they have they have like layers to them, like they have drama and like all sorts of other stuff and like character character development and stuff like this. And like you could see some of these situations like, of course, it'd be funny in the office if a hot dog car crashed into a, a building and like a guy with a hot dog suit like came out of the car or something like that. But this show like takes that and then like goes into it more of like, okay, mm -hmm. now what if the guy in the hot dog suit was like trying to get spanked by like <laughs> trying to get punished and like spanked by the people. And like, then he like shoves the blame on another guy. It's like, this guy's wearing a hot dog suit too. And it's a man just wearing a normal suit that kind of looks like a hot dog. <laughs> yes. and, like, and then he's like slowly like stealing stuff from Brooks brothers as he's like <laughs> listing out like, like, like porn porn website names and like and like and like trying to shove the blame on everyone else that they don't know his name after they had talked for like two minutes um it's just like it takes those funny situations that you would see in a normal tv show and like just fucking drills down into it and be like what like what if this got more ridiculous like it keeps pushing through and i think i think that's what i find like so funny is that it like it definitely pushes like limits that other shows don't push oh absolutely and like i said just the way it takes the turn to the absurd. Uh, another one that I kind of had highlighted was, I mean, I have a few, I had a lot more than I thought. And I probably would have had more if I could read my fucking handwriting. But it's like in episode, season one, episode one, he has like the job interview at the restaurant and then doubles down on that the door is a pull and not a push from the inside. And the way he 
maintains eye contact, but looks like he's about to pop every blood vessel in his face <laughs> as he's just yanking on the door. Oh my God. <laughs> it's so it's so painful to watch. It's so painful. But like in uh the airplane skit and it's Will Forte mm -hmm. is like this old guy and like, how do you even like set these up? So Tim's character and his girlfriend or whatever, they're on the plane, they're going on vacation. He sat next to an old guy who's Will Forte, who then starts to tell this story about how, you know, 30 years ago or whatever, when Tim's character was just a baby, they were on the same flight and baby Tim wouldn't stop screaming. And so Will Forte's old man character has been plotting his revenge since. And he's going to now scream and cry for the whole plane ride. What the fuck is that? And he looks like I, I so should funny. mention I should mention that Will Forte is dressed like a psycho. Yeah. Like he, he's like bald on his head and like like long hair on the side. Like he looks like like a crypt keeper and like <laughs> and like he just looks like he looks like like it's clear that this situation that he was talking about like completely ruined Will Forte's life. I'm trying to remember he was talking about so he was saying that um to go Tim's character was keeping him up. Yeah, it was it was something like, oh man, I have to look it up because I'm gonna get it wrong. But it was something like he was gonna he was gonna try to be funny in a certain situation, and because he was so tired, he wasn't able to like mm -hmm. like be funny. I I I don't remember the specifics, but yeah, that that one was just yeah. off the walls. And then it's like the flight attendant is like to old psycho Will Forte is like, well, you're in the wrong seat, so she moves him to where his seat was, which is like back and across away from where Tim's character is. And so from way back there, Will Forte starts doing the baby cry and starts pissing off the whole airplane. But Tim and his girlfriend or whatever, they've got their Bluetooth headphones on, they've got their music cranked, and they're completely unaware of what's going on. And then end of skit. <laughs> It's just so it's so fucking ridiculous. But yeah. I mean, I I like I said, I do I did end up really liking this show. And the more I think about these skits, sloppy steaks, the professor out to dinner is like, I'm just I'm just joking. <laughs> like trying to steal everyone's food. I'm just joking. And then the blackmailing, the turn it takes to blackmail, like what the fuck? <laughs> So now it's just going to be me saying, I like this skit and it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> that's great though. I mean, that's, that, but, but truly like, that's what it is. And I think, I think that's what's, that's what I love about the show again, is like being able to recount it. And like, I can't, I, I was, like I said, I was talking with a friend yesterday, like going over some of the episodes and like, I found myself, I don't do this ever, but I found myself trying to quote the show. I hate people that quote shows a lot. Like I, I've, I've been very like- Fine, fuck you too then. <laughs> <laughs> like, like over, like, like the, it's a specific kind of like, you know, those, those office quotes that everyone says over and over again. I'm just like, can you come up with just a different show and like come up with something that I have? Because the thing is like, I've seen that, I've seen that, I've heard that a million times. Like, it's not funny recounting it anymore because it was a decade ago and I've heard it a hundred times since then. With this show, it's like, I, there are, I think it's just so unique and so new that it's like, and there's, again, there's so many, like, there's so many quotable things within, within each episode too. Like there's, the whole premise can be funny and like there can be funny things that happen but then there's also like just quotes throughout that just like make me laugh and i think 
another thing that for some reason draws me to the show is like it's almost like a lot of the dialogue so they have they have the 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 straight man so to speak mm-hmm. uh, and that that's that's a very like common like comedy trope of like you have someone kind of being wacky but then you have to have something that's sort of grounding the scene and someone that's like not going like not being wacky like being completely serious reacting to the wacky person being like you're being crazy like that's a very common thing mm-hmm. um, egon from like ghostbusters is always exactly. one of the main yeah top of that yeah yeah go ahead yeah. sorry um no that's fine uh i thought that was going to i forgot what i was going to say and so i thought you were saving me by interjecting but i still don't remember what i was talking about what was i saying right before that uh, just about like the straight man, the wackiness, and I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. I've... It was, but yeah, the the use of like the straight man trope, um, because there is that. You know, they still have kind of a character playing, fulfilling like that role. Right. To all oh, the I remember what I was saying. So you have these characters that like are kind of playing the straight person in 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 the sketch. They talk like. They almost talk like NPCs in a video game. Mm-hmm. Like they're like like very little like I don't I don't know how to explain it, but there's not a lot of like emotion behind it. They're just like kind of saying the lines. And then there's always these zany characters that that talk. It's usually Tim that talks like like a toddler, like the way like the syntax of the sentence. And like there's even there's even full on episodes where he's like there's that one episode. It's actually not even one of my favorites, but there's the one when he's um uh he's like it's a one of those like weird like law commercials like law firm commercials where yeah. he's explaining like has this ever happened to you and he explains this like huge situation of these like these like these workers coming into some guy's house and like putting in a joke toilet a joke toilet with a with a fart hole in it and stuff like that <laughs> and he, he it's just one long run-on sentence and he's he's explaining it like he's and like a, an eight-year-old trying to explain like a long story, right? Like the mm-hmm. way that he's like, he's rushing through it and he's like yelling and he's like using these weird hand gestures and stuff. And there's something just so tickling about um, the way, one, the way that people talk just in general, of, like they talk like little kids, but two, again, the syntax of the sentences of like, he just, they write, they write text that's just like weird. Like it just sounds off. Like they put they put one word in there that's just like that felt. That's not how you say that sentence. Like that's not what you meant. Yeah. And there, I don't know what it is about it, but that tickles me every time. Of like when he says something really off and weird. I mean, it's like the show could be, you know, described as you know offbeat comedy, irreverent. You know, you think about like the different categories within like Netflix. And, you know, just now with you talking about the dialogue and everything, it do- there is something that feels offbeat about, like, the writing, but not in a bad way. Absolutely intentional and supposed to kind of add to that skit. And you're, you mentioned, like, some of Tim's uh, hand gestures and body movements and stuff during some of these kits, skits. And I noticed that, too. Some of them feel they look really awkward, like with the way he'll like kind of put his hand out as if he's like gesturing to something, even though there's nothing next to him. It's that very like forced bad acting, like my hand is out for an awkwardly unnecessarily long time. <laughs> and it's still out and I'm still talking and it's still weird. And then it's like a moment of like, oh my God, my arm is still out and some kind of weird like snap back in or try to play it cool. And so it makes it more obvious. It's it's kind of subtle in that sense. It's I guess it depends on what you're focusing on. If you're focusing on the writing and the comedy and the and the beats of of that, 
more than maybe just what the actor is doing when it isn't something a big you know like big flamboyant kind of action or some flailing or because I, I also wrote down that yeah Tim does a lot of screaming because he's a lot of times like the one in the awkward situation that isn't backing down but not always he's not in all of the skits and he does sometimes kind of play like a quote normal character to whatever zany character is going on is taking up the scene but it's it's really smart. It's like really smart in that sense. Like a lot of this humor is just on the surface, just kind of seems just loud and brash and just ridiculous and awkward and weird. But like the more you sit with it or the more you watch it, the more you're just like, that's fucking genius. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You've really turned a corner. I've really come I around. Yeah. I, I, I was curious about this because at the beginning, like, we had te been texting back and forth. You made a joke. You were texting like, okay, I'm watching this show finally. Like, why did you make me watch this? I was like, <laughs> I, was like I, I honestly, when it comes to comedy, I, I don't, I don't really, okay. I kind of judge people inside, but I, but on the outside, <laughs> like, I'm, but I do, I do truly believe like everyone, like there's kind of different styles of comedy for everyone and it, it's very subjective and it's like, some things resonate with you. Some things don't. So it, I don't recommend the show to everybody necessarily. Um, but I, I had a, I usually have a pretty good feeling of like, this person will, will be able to sort of see past some of the, like, like you said, like some of the, the cringe stuff. It's like, it's not based off being cringe. I would say, right. like, I think it's a big aspect of it, but I, I don't think that that's what the focus is. I think like what you're mentioning is like, I don't know. It's really interesting because I haven't thought about it like this, like in a sophisticated way, but like. I really do think there are a lot of layers to it. Like there's kind of like the overall premise of the show. Um, again, the idea of like, like this person pushing through and like doubling down on, especially in such like crazy situations, like doubling down and just saying that they're right. And like pushing through that. And then again, like you said, like having that turn of like everyone around them, like being like, like going with them sometimes, like uh -huh. being like, yeah, like, <laughs> like going with the crazy person. Um, and then like you, you drill down even more and there's like the, like the characters that they do and the casting that they do, I feel like is really, is really good. Like the, like mm -hmm. the people playing the characters do a like Bob Oden, uh, Odenkirk, like he, he's already <laughs> like, he's such a, he's such a genius, like comedy wise. And that character, again, he talks like a little kid. He's like, I've got doubles with the Barracuda. He's like talking through all the different cars that he has. He's making up. Not uh, triples. Also, right. Yeah. Right. And he's doing like <laughs> finger gun winky face to Tim. Cause he's like, yeah, we're old friends, but they're not. Yeah. And he's just like, we're the same age too. Like just like making up like, <laughs> Like, like, continue to go on, like, build up these lies that Tim has to go along with because his kid is there. Um, and it's just like, so there's the character stuff. And then there's, there's, again, like the way that the dialogue is written. I, I just think I personally feel like it's so layered. And that's why I, I'm sorry, because I know that we're going to get to it later. But that's why I think there is a lot of like rewatchability with this. I can say for sure, because I've tried to rewatch it too many times to the point where I'm like, I need to take a break because like <laughs> I like have memorized certain parts of this that I shouldn't have yet. So like, um, so that's, yeah, it, it, it feels, I'm not going to say it's complex because I feel like that's a, like, I'll, I'll sound like all like, it um, sounds pretentious, pretentious and stuff yeah. like that, but it just feels like there's a lot more going on than just the sketch. Like it feels, mm -hmm. it feels like there's a lot more layers than other comedy shows that I watch. Yeah. I, I completely agree. You know, you're talking, uh, I can't remember what you're, 
well, I mean, I know what you were just saying, but there was something you had said. It made me think of the episode. It's from like season two, I think episode one, where the meeting gets pushed back because and then lunch gets pushed back. So Tim's like, that shouldn't be allowed. And I completely fucking agree. That should not be allowed. Lunch is lunch, people. But he's he sneaks a hot dog in his sleeve and he's trying to he's sneak eating it throughout the meeting, like putting his hand down or head down in his hands. And then he starts choking on it. Like, first of all, there's always a snitch. There's always someone that's calling out the weird, awkward behavior, you know, whether it's he's eating a hot dog out of his shirt or he's spending all his money on Don Flash's t or button up shirts. Yeah, <laughs> there's like always a snitch. And, and exactly like to bring, to bring it back to like the kid thing, like someone points out in the hot dog sketch. They're like, are you eating a hot dog? And he just like looks at her and he's like, I'm so tired. And he yeah. just puts his head down like a little kid, <laughs> like just completely avoiding the guy. <laughs> and then like someone else. <laughs> and then, so funny. It's, it's so fucking funny. And yeah, that was another one of the, that was a skit. That was one of the first skits that I, I really kind of liked. And then, you know, like sloppy steaks, like that's just fucking weird. They all yeah. crazy wild wild guys because he used to be an asshole and he's not an asshole right um and i i watched the i watched a few like this is how you can tell that i really enjoyed the show is like i actually like went and watched some interviews with tim robinson just because i wanted to know more about him first of all seems like a completely normal dude which is not what i was expecting at all like if you watch any i highly recommend just like just finding a couple interviews like he just seems like a super down to earth like nice guy like doesn't like you would if you ran into him in real life like you wouldn't expect that he was like this weird zany like comedian mm -hmm. um and he talked a little bit about it and he was saying like some of the, the sketches and i think he should leave is um some of the uh sketches that he that were turned down at snl when he was there so a little bit a little bit of backstory for him he he was he got hired on snl as a performer first oh and so he you can see him in a few sketches and I don't know the specifics, but they kind of decided that like that wasn't really quite working out for him. So then they they offered him to uh, be on the writing staff. So he's actually the second member of SNL to switch from a performer to a writer. Oh. And so some of the episodes in I Think You Should Leave are turned down sketches for SNL. Um, for, for those of you who are listening that are big SNL fans, I love SNL. I think it's great. But it's also you have to admit that it's more commercial than like, yeah. like it, it pushes boundaries but only to a certain point because it's on a major network and stuff yep. like that and they have sponsors so, to answer to and all exactly that. Yep. so they can't really do everything they want to do whereas like you start looking at other comedians that have been able um, some some who maybe i should keep nameless but like other other people that have gone to networks where they're given complete um, creative license to do whatever they want you think like um it's always sunny in philadelphia they kind of like like they, they they were one of those first shows to me that felt like they were just kind of they literally just did did and said whatever the fuck that they wanted mm -hmm. you know what i mean and like um mm -hmm. for a, a uh i'll just say it but like louis ck kind of did a similar thing with fx of like they really like gave him a show and they're like you can do anything you want i feel like rick and morty sort of in a similar mm -hmm. vein of like um and so anyway uh, sorry that was that was a big tangent but i think 
I think it's great to see like some of these sketches that were turned on because it's not necessarily that they weren't funny, but it's because they weren't usable like on SNL. Mm -hmm. And so like we're seeing some of those sketches that like probably got a lot of laughs in the in the writer's room when they're like doing reads and stuff. But it was just too zany to put on, you know, more of a mainstream TV. And that's why I think you're seeing it in like this sort of special that that Tim Robinson was able to get through Netflix. Did he happen to mention any of the skits from I Think You Should Leave that were like confirmed, like rejected SNL skits? I'm just curious if yeah. he mentioned and which ones they might have been. Yeah, I, he didn't he didn't go into detail, okay. but I wonder if there's I wonder if there's like other quotes or interviews that he's done where he, he goes into Maybe. it because I would, I would love to see that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's cool. I, I'll probably go check it out because and, you know, you say he's like a comes you know it seems like a very like really nice kind of down to earth definitely not like one of these zany one of his zany character types and i can totally see that i feel like there's a lot of comedians where what they give you on stage or uh as a character that they're performing you kind of get the sense of like oh they're really out there and wild and loud and funny but really they're like the opposite yep. you know they're very like but they know how to turn it on they know how to make people laugh they kind of they know what they know they know what their audience wants and they know how to give that to them and then they go home and then they're like kind of quiet and shy reserved introverted whatever cuz in just hearing like over the years like different comedians talk about the the stage fright that still occurs and that anxiety that still happens right before they go on stage and these are like established comedians they've got like big followings i feel like that's like that's a sign of like a really funny person mm -hmm. <laughs> it's I like agree. as as odd and maybe not great as that sounds like these people like they still care enough they get nervous or they they're so maybe so quiet and down to earth but they've got a good like finger on the pulse of humanity and comedy that they're able to kind of see things like step back from all of that because they're not maybe such a, a loud personality type. And not to say that those types can't be funny either, but mm -hmm. it just seems like maybe that's a very, it seems to be a common thread in some of the other comedian interviews and discussions that I've personally heard through podcasts and stuff where if you're, <laughs> you still get really stressed out even if you're like Conan O'Brien or someone and or like, you know, even like Steve Martin, I think still gets like anxiety and stage fright before he goes out and does like a show or something. Yeah. And I just think that's really sweet, and really kind of cute mm -hmm. in that they do still really care about doing the best and making their their fans and their audience happy. But it's just it seems you wouldn't think that right quiet reserve types are going to be the absolute like write the funniest loudest most out there skits mm -hmm. i agree and not to not to uh make this podcast too personal but like i feel like our dad was like that in a lot of ways like he was very quiet and reserved um if you were to meet him just out in the world you wouldn't you wouldn't think that he had like sort of a zany sense of humor and yet you get him in front of a family of our family where he was like kind of performing like mm -hmm. during Thanksgiving and Christmas and he's making like dildo jokes and stuff. And you're like, you're like, <laughs> that's <laughs> but, inappropriate. Like, but again, that, that's one of those things where like, you know, sometimes I wouldn't say it's a facade, but I think, I think there are definitely people out there that have, have dynamic personalities. And I agree with you that I feel like sometimes those are like the funniest people um and he he's like he has a son and he he knows how to um 
and Tim Tim knows how to like skateboard like he can do like a kit flip, kick oh, flip cool. and stuff like he grew up in Detroit and stuff like that so like it's just it's always really like I I enjoy it when I when I hear about these celebrities and like really like funny people that are just like normal I think we all I think in general like we enjoy following the zany celebrities but I think we also you know we see like a Jennifer Lawrence for like she's so down to earth and cool like she could be my friend like it is really nice to see the more normal people that are like making art Mm because sometimes it seems like only crazy people make art that's Mm -hmm. not that's not true there are a lot of like just normal like down-to-earth kind people feels like accessible like oh this person I I feel you know I resonate with them for whatever reason and if they can find success doing this then I can find success doing that or whatever so it's that in in a weird way it is it is representation it's like oh I see someone quiet and down to earth and kind of nerdy and awkward but look at them yeah they're also really really pretty (laughs) (laughs) which also helps but (laughs) I keep kicking my table and shaking my mic so I don't know if that's going to come through it's because you love the show so much. I love it. I'm just, yeah. Um, yeah, Don Flat. I just want to kind of quick shout out some of my other favorite skits. Um, oh, the one skit that took place in like a high school, it seemed very dramatic. But then uh, Tim plays like the principal and he's got like the TC Tugger shirt. It's got yeah. like a T-shirt with a fucking knob on it. So then that way, uh, larger men aren't always like stretching out their shirt from tugging on it. I think the name of that one is thanks you very much. Cause he says that in the sketch, <laughs> he explains the TC Tugger shirt. And at the end he's like walking away. He's like, thanks you very much for caring about the shirt. That's yes, the he the does. <laughs> but it's like the, the actors playing like the high school kids in that little bit being all dramatic and you don't find out anything with, but they do the music and the weird fuzzy lighting or whatever, but they're from the show Riverdale. So I thought that was kind of Oh, funny. they're actually from a show. Yeah. So they're oh, from, both of them are from so, Riverdale. I, that makes sense because when I was watching it, I was like, the, again, when I was talking about the tropes, I was like, this is really well done. Like the music, the shot, Nailed the actors it. that they got in it. It's exactly like what they're going for. That's really funny. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Um, but yeah, so a couple of my other favorite skits is there's like the magic show where he gets called up on stage and the magician is, does the magician thing where he's kind of condescending like, oh, why didn't you know, like the quarter was behind your ear or whatever bullshit. But then Tim's wife is utterly embarrassed and she's like, we'll stay married for the kids. And he's like, what the fuck? (laughs) She's like, how could you let him do that to you? You could have told him you're all these other accomplishments. It's just, it was so funny and stupid. Yeah. I loved it. Um, Let's see the honk if you're horny bumper sticker and the one guy's following him and won't stop honking because he thinks like the guy that's got the bumper sticker is dealing porno out of the trunk of his car. And <laughs> so there's a confrontation and the guy with the sticker is like, no, no, I don't. But then he actually does. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a trunk full of porn. <laughs> yeah. And then I love at the end of that episode, like he he works for like a or no, is he? Is he just going to a funeral? Yeah, he's at he... a funeral. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's he's supposed to sing at the funeral. So like that whole altercation with the guy. The whole I altercation with the guy that. about like the guy's like, oh, I thought you help out guys that have erections and it's so like it's so painful. And he's like, no, I don't do that. And then like it turns out that he does have a trunk full of like porno mags. So like the guy takes, he's like, he's like, just take it. I gotta go sing a song. And then the end of the sketch is him singing this like weird, like, like. Uh, not serious song, but a, a song that's like supposed to be for the funeral. And I think it's just like such a great like cap to the to the sketch. 
Yeah, what um, song was it? Because it wasn't, it's not I think like he made it up. I think he made it up because there's I think there's an acoustic version that he made for a commercial. Oh my god. <laughs> um yeah, there's there's a good handful of of songs in there that I think they they wrote. Um, and they're just like they're just absurd. Let's see if I can You're looking it up right now. <laughs> Episode five, season uh, one. Uh sorry, it's the picture on IMDb for epi- season one, episode five is Tim in the hot dog suit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, and this, and like, I'll remind to the viewers or the listeners, viewers, the listeners, us recounting these, the sketches, they're, I understand they're not going to be funny to you. <laughs> like, like, I, like, it's one of those, like, I know this is one of those situations where you're like at a party, there's two people laughing about a, a, something that's really funny, and you're like, Okay, I wasn't there. I don't get it. But hopefully hearing us recount them and laugh shows you that there's there's something in it. There's something in it for everyone. And also like what's interesting is that some of the sketches that you're bringing up, I think are really funny, but they're not my favorite. So I think it really does show that there are episodes like that you can like the show overall, but you might not like each each um, episode or each sketch might not resonate the same as with someone else. But there's a, there's like something in there for everyone. Yeah, I tried finding the song. The songs listed were listed as uncredited or written or performed by someone that their name did not ring a bell, which does not mean shit in the world because I don't know shit for music. Yeah, But yeah, so it seems like maybe it was just a made up. But for a second, I was like, is he singing like a pop song, like like an Ariana Grande or something? Oh, yeah, it's like, um, oh, I I remember it. Yeah, I'll I'll send you the... uh... I'll send you the acoustic version one because I thought that was funny. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, I. Oh yeah, did you did you have more that you wanted to? Uh, let's see, just a couple more. There's like <laughs> the brunchy bitches where they're trying to do like the self-deprecating, haha, like tags on social media, and the one girl just not getting it, and she's like, "Look at these fucking fat cows!" And, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, like what a couple of heifers! Like oh, hilarious. And then she calls him out for bullying her at the end of that. Yeah. Sketch <laughs> They're like, they're like, you can't say that. That's really mean. And she's like, why are you guys bullying me? And then that's the end of the sketch. Uh, Let's see the Bob Odenkirk one. Um, And the skit with, like I said, the professor trying to steal everyone's food. And then it turns to blackmail. The action star Santa Claus. You fucking suck. Detective Crashmore. And then the Detective Crashmore, like press gone wrong interview stuff. So for that one, just for the listeners, the, the, it's, it's showing like a a really like weird like almost like John Wick esque movie of this guy like revenging the death of his wife. It turns out that the actual actor is Santa Claus. <laughs> 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 like not like not, like literally like it's supposed to be actually Santa Claus, and so he gets really upset in the interview because the guy brings up like his old job and he almost like walks off. And it's such a weird it's again so the weird. premise of it of like yeah, not only is the situation and like the actual um. The actual like shot of what they're doing, the the whole like trailer that they do is is really weird and zany. Mm-hmm. But then layer on top of that, that the guy playing the main character is Santa Claus, <laughs> and he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Like his co-stars, and during the interview, they look annoyed, and they're yeah. just got that look on their face of "Oh my god, here we go again," kind of thing. Just sick of his fucking bullshit. But it's it's so funny. I was thinking about that one this morning. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> That's what happens. That's that's why I think the show's so good. I keep saying that, but it's like I quote different episodes around my house 
all the time like and it, it's not even the same one it's like different it's like these different sound bites that it just feels so good saying them because they're just like so weird like they're just so like out of the norm <laughs> and then one of the last ones oh two more i guess um when they're kind of doing like a shark tank-esque skit but it's not <laughs> a shark tank it's like the intro so that's what the skit is is it yeah. uh, too long of an introduction of these quote sharks and the one lady that like she made all her money because like a, a charlie brown parade float like crashed on her and so they keep cutting to her and she's like and i like wine and popcorn <laughs> and does like a little like shoulder shake <laughs> And she's that, like, and she's I'm not so getting funny. any richer. This is the same amount of money until I die. <laughs> Unless I make a, an investment with you or some bullshit. <laughs> she's so, she's so, uh, I'm trying to remember her name. It's something Harrison or, um, I didn't know much about her. This is the first time I saw her, but every sketch that she's in, she's so funny. She was hilarious. I think she, I think she's one of those that's going to be like, you'll, you'll see her like blow up a bit because she's just so hilarious and then oh and then like the claire's you know like the little accessory store in the mall where you can go girls get their ears pierced and stuff they had a whole little video and it's like there's like a bikery looking tough guy kind of dude watching the video because he has to watch the video first before they can pierce anybody's ears but then there's also like this kind of tough guy looking character in the video talking about his experience getting his ears pierced and clears. yeah there's like there's the little girl i'm surprised you were recounting that one because that one's kind of a complicated sketch like you have the little <laughs> girls like like <laughs> you have the little girls like recounting like normal things like yeah i felt so comfortable like getting my ear pierced and then you have this guy talking about like having an existential crisis about like about like 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 his his like his parents like deteriorating health and like and the fact that like he's heard that like when you die you recount your life yeah. like you know, all the memories of your life and so he want he like makes himself laugh for like 20 minutes a day so he can uh, like um make his dead self seem like he had a good life like mm -hmm. it goes into like it goes like really deep like towards <laughs> the end and you're like this is getting very dark very quickly and it's all it's all at eclairs so yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's that's so funny so there's there's other ones that I also really enjoyed, but I think I'll stick to those as like my top ones that uh, I've kind of gone back and thinking of. Yeah. So what are some of your favorite skits? It's again, it's so funny because the ones that I'm going to mention aren't ones that you mentioned. So That's awesome. like, I, I no, think I, it's, I think it's great. Like, um, I think for me the 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 ep the sketch that really got me into this show was the Carl Havoc one. So that was the one where they're like doing they're doing like a, a prank show so tim, robinson's in the, in the, tim robinson's in the seat and he's getting all this makeup on and the idea is that he's gonna go to this mall and like mess with people and so talk about getting he, dark quick he, too he, like he puts, he puts on the costume and the costume looks ridiculous it's like, terrifying like the arms are like yeah he looks like um like jason almost like for, for those of you who are listening like if you picture just like like a, it's like this really weird like off mask with like like weird hair and the arms are like different lengths and the hands are misproportioned and stuff and he like he doesn't prank anyone he just gets into the mall and he just starts complaining about how hot he is and that he's gonna rip the head off of it because he can't it's too move, hot it's too much <laughs> and then it just continues it just continues on where he's like he mentions that he doesn't want to live anymore <laughs> 
the guys in the van listening to this, you know, through the earpiece, they're like, all right, all right, we'll just, we'll stop. It's fine. We'll go home. And yeah. He's like, but what about the bit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, then, and then that's how the sketch ends. And I think personally, I think that's, that's one of the episodes that I would show to like pretty much everyone because it's just like, well, the, the setup is perfect too. Like when he's in the chair, like getting his makeup on, he's like, we're going to met, like he has a huge smile on his face. He's like, we're going to mess with people. It's going to be hilarious. And then he gets in the costume, but he's just too hot to do anything. <laughs> and it's such oh. a, like, there's like a muscle suit with this like psychotic looking old, like bad mask and of like an old guy or whatever. And like the arms are too long. Yeah. Like it's just weird and so he is just standing like in the middle of like a food court <laughs> yeah. like talking out loud i don't want to do this and the mouth's barely moving I'm just yeah like, oh this is uncomfortable <laughs> yeah it reminds me again it reminds me of um like how a little kid like if you gave them like a ho halloween costume like hey we got you this really cool halloween costume but it's like too hot and too large for them and they hate it and like mm -hmm. it reminds me a lot of like a little kid like rebelling against that and so that that uh, that sketch for me like that one really got me and I feel like is sort of a universal one that people would like. Um, another one that me and my friend were recounting and just kept laughing through was the one, <laughs> the one when it's like, it's like set in the like sixties or something. And they're in a recording booth. And so they're playing like Johnny Cash music to this record <laughs> producer. <laughs> and the record producers, like, it's kind of like this, like religious, they, they end up doing like the standard, like religious type song. And the, the producer's like, oh, sorry, it's just not like that kind of music isn't doing it anymore. And so the performer is like, oh, well, what about this? And so he he breaks into this Johnny Cash type song where it's like talking about this, this long lost love. And Tim Robinson is like the bass player or something alongside mm -hmm. him. So the, the main guy is like coming up with this really like cool, like cool, mysterious song that's like, that sounds really good and then tim just breaks out into the song about like like these bones coming alive and like pulling people's hair up but not out and he's like he's clearly like making it up over and over again and he's like he talks about how like their bones are dollars is their currency and then also worms are their currency as well and so he's like making up this stupid song while the other guy's making up like a good song and at the end, they're like, they have this altercation where Tim Robinson was like, oh, I thought we were just like making it all up as we were going. <laughs> and he was like, the guy was like, no, like I was actually singing his song and he was into it. He was like, you sing about the bones being dollars like four times. He's like, that's because I forgot if I had mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, he was, the main guy's like talking about how dumb, dumb his song was. And he was like, the producer asked for something spooky. He's like, no, he, no, he did it. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> listeners. I was trying. I was honestly trying not to recount like, like, frame by frame one of the sketches because I know it's not funny to listen to. But that sketch, like that one, that's one where like I can't get through explaining it without like laughing. And again, he was singing like a little kid. Like he was like, like it was off beat, and like he was like, it was like clearly coming up with it as he was going. Like that, that just like that one killed me. Well, even like the look, like his facial expressions, because he's trying to, you know, because like this Johnny S, Johnny Cash S character, because it yeah. is, it's supposed to be like a riff on that, you know, from like Walk the Line and everything, yeah. Sun Studios, yada, yada. So, but Tim's character as the bass player, the look, 
the way he's looking at like this fake Johnny Cash, like trying to follow him and be like, okay, you know, because Johnny Cash was like, well, just follow my lead. You know, I've got a plan, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and so he's watching him intently, but like a little kid watches like a grown up in trying to like either, you know, mimic or follow along. Yeah. He's very yeah. wide eyed. He's paying attention. He's absorbed. He's like, yeah, okay. I got it. I got this beat. I got what we're doing. And then he busts out into some weird shit, <laughs> spooky shit that nobody asked for. That one was really funny. And I, I really liked that one too. Like I said, I couldn't just like list off like oh. half the skits. So I... yeah. <laughs> uh, what are some of your other favorite ones? Oh man, there's so many. I'm actually, there. there's so many. Um, I, I have to recount them. I'm looking at a list that's like listing listening they're, they're like ranking them essentially okay and so number one is focus group on here which I, I did enjoy so that's the one when they're all sitting in a conference room and they're trying to pitch ideas of like car features and there's this random <laughs> old italian dude that's just like digging like digging around essentially and he he starts picking a fight with another guy saying that he's a teacher's pet and again it's it's we talked about it it's one of those situations where you're seeing this guy and he's like like everyone's like, uh, I want Bluetooth capability, and I, I I want I want to make sure that the car is safe. And then this old Italian guy is like, uh, a car where the steering wheel doesn't fly off while I'm driving. <laughs> and, and they're like, okay. And he like writes it down, and then he brings it up again later. He's like, like I think it's times. a really good idea, and I stick by it. And so it's a situation where in real life you'd be like, this guy's crazy. You kind of look all in the room like you're all on the same page. It's like this guy's insane. Then the old Italian guy starts picking a fight with one of the other guys and making fun of them about how he's a teacher's pet. And then everyone else kind of like backs up the, the old Italian guy and start like antagonizing this other like really nice guy. Paul. Um, Paul, yeah, Paul. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and he starts making fun of him because he like he's like, I bet you love your mother-in-law. He's like, actually, I do love my mother-in-law. And he's like, oh my God, he admitted. <laughs> and like everyone starts <laughs> laughing that he admitted that he loves his mother-in-law. He flips a bottle and like lands it like a, like the little kid, like the kids mm -hmm. do. And, and Paul flinches. He's like, oh, you flinch. You yep. have to marry your mother-in-law. Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, you flinch. You have to marry your mother-in-law. <laughs> they all like gang up against him. Like, it's just such a, it's just so bizarre. And again, it's, it's like, you think it's going one way and then it goes like, it does a complete 90 degree turn. And you're like, mm -hmm. this is not what I was expecting. Yep. Um. I don't know if there's there's just so many, but I think I think we recounted like the ones that. Uh, well, I do have one really more. Enjoyed. Okay. The, um, <laughs> the house party with the snob hipster asshole like music guy, oh, where yeah. he likes the super obscure and is like yelling at his girlfriend of like we just listened to this and remember it's when I told you like your hair looked dumb or whatever, <laughs> yeah. and it's that I liked that one because <laughs> that character that dude I'm just like we all fucking know someone that has yeah. done that or is that because yeah. like they're they're pulling like the. You know, they're pulling the little slips of papers out of a hat and it's a fedora yep. and he picks it up. He's like, oh, it's a nice hat. Because <laughs> he's totally like that fucking like neck beard, yeah. like asshole douchebag yeah. type. I remember his name is Howie. I, yeah. I remember the character's name. And like he, he he's like acting all cranky towards everyone. And his girlfriend's like, well, why don't you 
maybe maybe you're just hungry why don't you eat some of your brazilian nuts or something mm. and so we brought a bag of uncracked brazilian nuts and so he, he asked the um the host to like go get him a nutcracker so he can eat his brazilian nuts and then like then he's like oh actually i don't want i don't want brazilian nuts anymore i want the gazpacho that i saw in your in your refrigerator so she gets him the gazpacho he tries to eat it and he says it burns his mouth and then she's like <laughs> gazpacho it was it was it's a cold soup it burned your mouth and he's like well it's room temperature so when you expect something that's going to be cold and it's room temperature then it feels like it's burning your mouth and mm-hmm. like he's being so difficult and then again he's- at the oh go ahead go ahead well and at the same time he's <laughs> saying all these like terrible things like to his girlfriend and about how he has said terrible things yep. to his girlfriend and so when they're leaving the party she's all like you guys embarrassed me in front of howie you're just like girl what <laughs> That was like, it was the perfect, it was the perfect like last line of this guy's like, I laughed so hard when she said that. Cause you expect her to be like, you were being a dick, like you embarrassed me. And she's like, to the whole group. She's like, you, you really embarrassed me in front of Howie. He's just such a dick. Such oh a my dick. God. That's, I w- Tim, that's Tim Heidecker in that, in that sketch. He has a couple, oh, okay. that's, he has a couple okay. appearances in the yep. show as well. So he, he's just so funny. Oh my God. Oh my yeah i mean we could continue on and hit up like share our thoughts on every single skip but we're not yeah. going to do that because not on air are, yeah not on air, stick yeah. on afterwards and talk about a few more <laughs> i i enjoy it but um yeah <laughs> but yeah it's so i i definitely recommend this show to anyone that likes this kind of comedy you know seeing him having other you know credits on like documentary now and comedy bang bang like i've watched bits and like I haven't watched like all of them or anything, but it I feel like it all kind of falls in that irreverent offbeat comedy that maybe isn't going to be for everybody or it's not, you know, you may only like bits and pieces of it. Mm-hmm. So I, I like this show. If you like offbeat humor, I highly recommend it. And again, don't go into it expecting that you're going to like every single one. And then also be, you might need a second watching because the stuff kind of hits a little different. You realize certain things, the nuances, and then you can kind of appreciate again, beyond the cringe and the awkwardness and, and everything and kind of come around to the writing style, the storytelling of these little skits and how they take that hard fucking left into what the fuckville. It's a great ride. I, I, I did enjoy it. I did not expect to like it as much. And you know what, even talking about it now, I'm like, God, I might really, really like this show. (laughs) (laughs) I literally want to watch it after. That's the thing about the show is like after talking about it, I'm like, I I actually like kind of want to watch it when Mm -hmm. we're done just because it's, it's just, you just want to relive it. And again, it's just so, it seems so there's, it seems like there's a lot of nuance in the episodes and it seems like I've coming from someone that's watched it like, like five, six times before, like you do catch something different and you latch onto something different every time. And the, the, the saturation of funny things within a sketch is so dense that like, I really do think it's a, it's a show that you can, uh, you can go overboard. Like I said, I watched it too many times to the point where I was like, I know what's going on. I know what's coming up. Like I should probably cool it. Um, it'll be funnier if I give it some time, but the fact that we can just recount, you know, the, the general idea of an, of a sketch and just like laugh, thinking about is like i think shows the the quality of comedy that's in the show absolutely absolutely so 
All right. Well, I think we'll go ahead and start wrapping things up. Uh, we already talked about rewatchability. Uh, we don't really need to rank it. I mean, I think I, I, I will. I'll rate it like a nice eight out of ten bubbles. Um, had you asked me to rank it after the first initial watching, I might have been like, okay, seven, like a generous seven. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I'm gonna go eight for now. And it's it's such a it's and it's a good like background too. So if you're already watched it and familiar with it. It's it's still nice to something to have on the background because then you can kind of zone in and out to your favorite skits and just take that pause because the skits, again, are only a couple minutes long since the episodes are 15 minutes and there's like five of them. Mm-hmm. So any other stray bubbles you have on? So I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. No, I think I think we covered it all. I probably repeated myself a lot, but um, yeah, I I mean honestly, this went better than I thought it would. I thought <laughs> I thought too. it was going to be a little bit more like you were going to shit on the show, and I was going to be more of an advocate. And we'd have that more uh, relationship, but um, as per usual, yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, but I I, I am you know I, again, I wasn't I I wouldn't pressure you to like it. I think I said that when I recommended it, it was like yeah. you know it might not be for you, but I feel like you might find some joy in it. But it does really like make me happy that you enjoy it. And it, it becomes this, I read an article, I'm so nerdy about this, but I read another article that talked about, um, so I think you should leave being a, its own like love language. And I think it is one of those unique shows that if if someone likes it, like you have that in common now. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yep. if I met someone in, in, in actually it just happened. There's a, um, what I was doing, uh, I was doing a, an opera um, project. <laughs> I don't know about an opera engagement. And there's there's a chorus member that like I'm not like super like close with, but he randomly brought up the show and I was like, oh my God. And we like talked about it like like for days. Mm-hmm. And it, it's one of those things where like when you find someone that enjoys it, you could probably talk about it for hours. Um, yeah. And I think that's like there's something special to that. Like I, I think it I think it has its own it has its own little niche. And um I also think not to like not to claim that the show's like so incredible, but I think it's really well, it's really well, it's highly claimed with other comedians. So I think mm-hmm. that's a really great calling card for it. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, it's renewed for a third season and stuff like that. So I think it's going to, I think it's the train's going to continue on. And I think people are really like want more of it, which I definitely do, which I will mention now that I know that you like it, Uh-oh. there is a show on Netflix called The Characters. And it's, it's just, they did a, it's a one-off thing where there's like eight or nine episodes and each episode, there's a comedian that's in charge of like the, the full episode essentially. So it's like sketch writers and, and performance and stuff like that. I don't know if there's um, people, other people that you would know on there, but he has an episode on there. So it's about, okay. I think it's like 25 to 30 minute episode of basically, it's like, it's like six or seven sketches all, all like. Tim Robinson's and all of them. I think he like wrote them all. So it's essentially like an extra episode of I think you should leave. Again, there are some sketches that are funnier than others, but the very first sketch I like absolutely loved. And so I highly recommend it. If you're if you're itching for more of that type of um content, uh, there is another like almost bonus episode uh right. in the characters. So I'll throw right. that out there. I'll have to check that out most definitely because yeah, yeah definitely surprised with how much I ended up enjoying this and how 
the more I watch it, the more I'll probably grow to love and appreciate it. So, you know, you say it's like, it's like a love, like it's like a secret language between yeah. like the, you know, there are dozens of us, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I feel that way with like Letterkenny because it mm. does have a good size following, but I can't seem to find anyone within spitting distance. Well, other yeah. than Timmy, but uh, the other day, well, a few weeks ago at the library, a patron came in and he was like, oh, you know, you guys, you're so quick. You know, I put this book on hold yesterday and I got the notification today that it's ready for pickup. Like, that's awesome. And I dropped a Letterkenny quote and I was like, well, if there's one thing you should be, it's efficient. And he's like, Letterkenny. And so then we had like, and this is, yeah, this is like a grown ass man. And we had like a full on fucking nerd out session about Letterkenny as like respectfully as possible in a li public library. <laughs> nice, nice. Good. So important to put that in there. You're yep, very professional. Very professional. <laughs> so now he comes in and we do like a Letterkenny greeting, like, how are you now? Not so bad. And we just it's a lip like it's I don't want to say like intimate but we're just our relationship as you know worker and patron is just a little different compared to other people that don't love letter Kenny because their lives are empty no I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> but it, it does it there's like that extra level of like connection it definitely is kind of one of those like you know like the stepbrothers gift like did we just become best friends yep yeah exactly <laughs> the bonding that happens over like irreverent shows that don't ha it's easy to fall to find someone that loves like Shit's Creek or something and have that connection with them but when it comes to s a little bit more of these hidden gems lesser known uh type sh shows it almost makes it that much more like special and like meaningful yeah oh my god so you have taste no just kidding <laughs> <laughs> well and I'll mention too that I was uh I lost my train of thought earlier but one thing that I was going to say that I think bodes well for the show is like you mentioned that it has a decent rating on IMDb. I I honestly like I would defy you to find many sketch shows or shows that are purely comedy that don't have like any drama to it or any any other like um ties. It's just like supposed to be funny. I would defy you to find something that's rated well on IMDb. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like I feel like even you know certain comedy movies that really resonated with us that we always always think about like comedy like never gets good ratings because it's just so it's just so subjective and mm -hmm. there's enough people that are like I don't find that funny so I'm gonna I'm gonna rate it poorly and so I think I think the fact that this does have a decent rating on INDB just shows like the the level of like the quality of the comedy um yeah and it's like my... so the series itself out of over 11,636 uh ratings has a 7.9 out of 10 which i think is a pretty solid for imdb and then again even their individual episode ratings i don't think like you said with a comedy that's just strictly comedy that's gonna have like between a seven and a nine rating per episode yeah per episode i, don't think that's, I really don't think that's common i, I don't, don't i don't feel like it is I mean, even in dramas, yeah. you know, you'll see a show that's like maybe has like an eight rating on IMDb. But then when you scroll through the episode list, like if you're a huge nerd like I am, you start you see some of those dips episode per episode. You know, maybe it's a filler or whatever. But these are all consistently like the lowest is 7.5 for an episode. Oh, I'm sorry. 7.3. But still. They're overall it's like high sevens, low eights, whatever. Yeah. So it's. People like it. Yeah. I, I check it out. I yeah. Think it's worth it. 
it's not a huge, like we said, it's not a huge time commitment. So I think, I yep. think I feel, I think I feel better about recommending it to people that like, you know, I'm not quite sure if they would enjoy it because it's, it's not a huge commitment. Honestly. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, you could be like a, a hungover, you could be hungover and just sit on the couch and watch it and you'll absorb it that way. And then you'll be like, man, that skit was really funny. And then go back and watch it when you're not hungover and can truly appreciate some good writing and, and skit performance. So definitely. All right. Now. On to the latest segment of My Streaming Bubble, The Six Degrees of Nicolas Cage. Why is this the latest segment of My Streaming Bubble? Because why the fuck not? I love Nicolas Cage. So we're going to start with today's topic. I think you should leave, starting with Tim Robinson. And are you ready, brother, or do you need a moment? Uh, <laughs> that look on your face. I'm Googling Nicolas. I'm not, I'm not going to like go crazy with, like, I'm not going to cheat. But I at least I have Nicolas Cage's IMDb up so I can remember what movies he's in. I'm gonna fail miserably. Do you do you have you done this game on, on here before? Yes. Okay. Do you ever help the person when they get stuck? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a really long awkward segment then. So okay. Well, do you want a minute to suss it out or I I think I know where I want to start, but it's already like, I can already feel myself getting to a dead end there. All right. Well, I will help you because you are my brother. So okay, I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. So where are we starting? There's a decent amount of famous people in, in I think you should leave. I think ones that sort of transcends comedy. The first one that comes to my mind is probably Bob Odenkirk. Okay. Because I feel like you could go from Bob Odenkirk to Breaking Bad and you get you break into like sort of a different, you know, genre of, of actors. Um, but then it's like, then where do you go? Like, I don't. Um, OK, so you wanted. So we're going Bob Odenkirk and then to Breaking Bad. Yeah. So how, how okay. does it work? Does it go? Does it go actor to actor? Yeah, I would suggest pick an actor from. So I think you should leave okay. and then link that actor Bob to Odenkirk. the show but you don't have to follow bob odenkirk to get to nicholas cage so once you get to like breaking bad with bob odenkirk then you can switch to like brian cranston or oh, something so bob odenkirk's in in breaking bad so that's one yes is that is that one degree yes and then who and he's in breaking bad with oh i need someone that's like I was gonna say Brian Cranston, but I don't know what else he's been in that. I'm so bad at this game. <laughs> I need help. I need help. Okay. I need, okay. To get I need, I need at the beginning, I need, I need to. Uh... Okay. So we're going from. Is this the worst anyone's ever done with this? Yes. Where's break? <laughs> Better call Saul just keeps popping up and not, and then like all his voiceover work. I can't get, where the fuck is Breaking Bad? Uh -huh. <laughs> Son See? of a bitch. Okay, IMDB. And it's like, he's done, you know, you know, with Mr. Show and everything. It's yeah, like, I'm, gonna, I'm, cheating. I'm cheating. I'm doing this. Okay. So, so he's in, okay. So Bob Odenkirk's in Breaking Bad mm -hmm. with Brian Cranston. Okay. Brian Cranston, who I'm clicking on IMDB and it's not loading. I'm cheating so hard right now. I always use IMDB because can you do it? Can you do it faster? Like not that. Can okay. you do it faster than six degrees? 
Yeah, in, in six steps or less. Oh, nice. Okay. Brian Cranston <laughs> voices a character in Isle of Dogs. Oh. That's a good one because there's a lot of like there's a lot of great um celebrities in that one. So Brian Cranston's in Isle voices a character in Isle of Dogs. In Isle of Dogs, uh Bill Murray also voices a character in that movie. Does Saturday Night Live count? It, no, yes, it could. <laughs> I, I haven't, but I mean, I mean, yes, it does. You really could, because if we're gonna take like sitcoms and shit that have had that have had long runs and a handful of celebrity stars, why not? Oh, and, and we're using a sketch. We're starting hold on, a sketch hold on, hold on. comedy. Oh, I got a good one, baby. Okay, I finally oh, got it. So, Bill Murray was a cast member in Saturday Night Live. Uh huh. Um. Another, oh wait, well, no, no, it's fine that they didn't work together. Um, another famous person that came for Saturday Night Live is, uh, oh shit, Nick Mullaney, is that his name? Yeah, Nick Mullaney, he was a, he's a writer and a performer on Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. um, or John Mullaney, I'm sorry. So John yeah. Mullaney, then John Mullaney uh, voices a character in Spider-Verse. In Spider-Verse, Nicolas Cage also voices a character. Well, good job for finally getting there and stealing my shit. No, <laughs> no, that was really good. And that was still within six steps. I think I was trying to scribble them down, but you kept changing. Barely, barely yeah. Got it. So, well, I did it though. you did it. Good job. I'm very it. proud of you for Thanks. not having been properly prepared or anything. So way to wing it. Thank you. It's like, it's like the family way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what I did is. I, I went with Tim Robinson from uh, I Think You Should Leave because he voices uh, Ugly Sonic in the Chippendales Rescue Ranger movies, which also has John Mulaney as the voice of Chip. Oh. Who is the voice of Spider-Ham. Yeah, so he did it in three. Yeah. Okay. He Boom! <laughs> Mine's more impressive, though, because I went, was, you know, I went yeah. all the way to like Bill Murray, although I... Did you have to look that up? Well, I guess no. It was... I did it. Well... Far, so. When I was looking up uh, stuff on Tim Robinson and saw some of his credits and that he was the voice of Ugly Sonic, because yeah. uh, we just watched Chippendales. Like I said, I love that movie way too fucking much. But when I saw that, I was like, all right. So I pulled up the clip of Ugly Sonic to, to listen. And yeah. I'm like, okay, I can absolutely hear Tim as, you know, like, that kind of wild zany, I don't know. I was just like, okay, yep, I hear it. I got it, yep. got it, got it, got it. So, and then from there, since I had already looked at Chippendale IMDb, I knew <laughs> John Mulaney was in it. Nice. So. <laughs> so you did a little, little pre-work. A little pre-work, so. Sure. But that was very impressive for On the Spot. So good job. Thank you. All right. Well, anything been streaming? And if, bleh, what's Anything been, been streaming? Anything been streaming? All right, well, anything God. been streaming? <laughs> <laughs> so have you been streaming anything else in your bubble okay so not to beat a dead horse but um Sis. tim robinson actually had uh, a show on comedy central called Detroiters, um and it's with another um uh, i think his name is sam richardson he's mm -hmm. he he does the um 
he's the host of the the baby of the year sketch where all these adults vote on the baby of the year and there's one that they absolutely hate and everyone like wants to die so ridiculous so ridiculous so so that's so that guy's his comedy partner essentially they've been like they've done um i think they did improv at second city together and stuff like that so they have a show called detroiters on comedy central that got canceled after two seasons but um Again, I just wanted like it doesn't seem like Tim Robinson's gotten a lot of exposure necessarily. So I'm basically like eating up any content that he's in. So I've 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 only gone through a couple episodes, but it has like it's obviously very different, but it, it has some of like similar like flavors of I think you should leave. So um, gotcha. I've been I've been enjoying that so far. Well, right. What on. about you? Oh, let's see. Well, okay. So Stranger, so I started Stranger Things season four, part one, and I'm somewhere, I fell asleep somewhere during episode four last night, but it's been very good. It's definitely like scarier, um, definitely a lot of like horror feels. And I just, I fucking love this show so much. And I was telling Timmy, one of the things that I will forever love and appreciate about the Stranger Things is how just how 80s how authentically 80s it feels and it Mm. looks and i think they just do such a good job with that with the set and the costuming and the hair and makeup because a lot of times you see shit that's supposed to take place in the 80s and you're like no no that's not 80s enough we didn't actually wear that or this is clearly an exaggeration maybe it's a comedy whatever but it's something that just kind of bothers me when I see it. I'm like, oh, you're telling me this is supposed to be 1982, but it looks no different than like 2009. So explain yourself. (laughs) But started watching that. uh, Let's see. That's kind of been it. So I'm going to watch that. And then I think I'm going to maybe watch Shorzy because that's a Letterkenny spinoff. And that's only six episodes, about a half an hour long. And then I think we'll start as a family, uh, Obi-Wan. So those are soon to be streaming. Um, probably by the time this comes out, I hope I will have watched everything <laughs> I can. <laughs> but, you know, damn momming and, you know, doing stuff and all that shit. So, yeah. yeah. Hard. So that's, cool. that's kind of it. Otherwise, just some rewatches here and there. But yeah, yeah. sounds yeah. fun. So. Well, all right. I guess that's it. All Bye. Right. No. Did we, do it? <laughs> we did it. This was, I'm actually really like happy and impressed with how well this went. Uh, Cause like I said, have never done a sketch comedy show before. So I wasn't entirely sure how it was going to go, but I think we did a good job sounding smart. I think so too. I think, um, this will sound pretentious. I do think that I, I think I take comedy very seriously and I think about it a lot. Like I follow, I do, I listen to a lot of like comedy podcasts and stuff like that. And I think that there's more, I think some people see things as like funny or not. And I think that there's more nuance to that. And I, I, I hope that talking about a comedy show like this a little bit more in depth hopefully shows that there's like there is there is more to it and there is like comedy is an art it's not something that everyone's good at i don't know just look at social media comments people try to be funny all the time and they they fail miserably all the time so it is a skill it's hard to do and i think when you find something that resonates with you i've said that a million times um and you enjoy just like fucking get into it man yeah i think hopefully uh so i think you should leave can be can be that for some of the people listening. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Very well put. Dumb. Well, thank you, Brian, for joining me today and making me watch this show that I now love. Because, <laughs> goddamn right. it, like I need more shows to like and love. <laughs> but it's so short, though. It's, it's so short it's and it's so good. Yeah. And like I said, it, it'll be, it's just, it's funny the longer, the more you sit with it. So, uh, but yes, thank you, Brian, for being here. Thank you to all my lovely bubblies for listening today and keep streaming. Bye. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Bubbles. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to let me know by rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcast fix. Follow me on Twitter at Streaming Bubble. Find me on Facebook and Instagram as My Streaming Bubble. Have thoughts, suggestions, questions, or want to be tolerated? Email me at mystreamingbubble at gmail.com. If you want to show your love and support for this little old podcast in monetary form, search My Streaming Bubble over at buymeacoffee.com and buy me a cheese wedge. And if you want to take that love and support to the next level, head over to Redbubble where you can find and purchase My Streaming Bubble merch. All monetary support goes right back into this podcast from new recording equipment to night cheese. Thanks for your support and keep streaming.